0: Is, what are we do? Initiate bird protocol.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bird Protocol. My name is Palm Reader. Sup, and I'm Otis Morris. Today, on uh, the show that will be airing on my birthday so happy birthday to me happy birthday to you uh we are doing one of my favorite movies if not my favorite movie of the 2010s odd because it came out right at the start of the 2010s we are doing david fincher and aaron sorkins the social network that's right
0: the facebook movie the facebook movie the most boring movie about a nerd ever you thought it was boring oh it's such a boy it's a great movie it's boring
1: I didn't really think it was boring. I thought it was a riveting character study, but maybe I'll just like stuff like that. Yeah, and Mark
0: Zuckerberg's fucking boring.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. No, I I
0: agree. It's a nerdy feel. I feel like
1: this movie is even punched up. Like, I feel like this movie is dramatized and it's still boring, so imagine how it's in real life. It's
0: instilled with Aaron Sorkin's cocaine sensibilities. (laughs) But,
1: I mean, they pumped it up. Yeah, They dramatized it, so yeah. it, it's even more dramatic than it probably yeah. was.
0: Like, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg said half the witty shit he ever, like, said. Like, I think Mark Zuckerberg's a fucking dolt. What, his gecko eyes just
1: <laughs> closed? Yeah. He just stared no, at his slack jaw and his yeah, lizard he, eyes no, Yeah, he just
0: looks like that weird fucking frozen, like, pale white guy from Star Trek. Data? Yeah. Oh, Well, anyway, I
1: really like the movie. I think it's sick. Let's do a little off-top Wikipedia information. The Social Network is a 2010 American biographical drama film directed by David Fincher and written by Aaron Sorkin. Adapted from Ben Mesrich, I don't know, 2009 book, The Accidental Billionaires. It portrays the founding of the social networking website Facebook and the resulting lawsuits. It stars, and it's got a hell of a cast in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big ballers. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is founder Mark Zuckerberg, along with Andrew Garfield, who kills it in this movie, as yeah. Eduardo He's Saverin. He's the best thing in the movie. Justin Timberlake, surprising, surprisingly throwing, like, high percentage here. He's really mm-hmm. going as uh, Sean Parker. Army Hammer as both Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. Hell, yeah. Um, and Max Minghella? Minghella? I'm sorry if I butcher that name as uh, Divya Narendra. Um, there's also a couple other people who are in it. Too. Rooney Mara Rooney Mara is in it. Uh, Oh my goodness. Uh, Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Alan Alda, uh,
1: Joseph Mazzello is Dustin Dustin Moskovitz, which is hilarious. Cause that's Tim from Jurassic park. Yeah. Um, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, there's just a bunch of other random people here. But yeah, Rooney Mara, Joseph Mazzello, those are good to know. Um, John Getz is in it as Cy, one of the uh, lawyers. He's a kind of that guy. You might see him in other movies and or TV shows and recognize Ooh. him from that. Uh, John Getz as Psy, he's one of the lawyers. Oh. He's got a bunch of bit parts and other stuff. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the main cast. Excellent, has some real good shit in it. Jesse Eisenberg, great. Andrew Garfield kills it. Justin Timberlake, very surprising. Gotta love Army Hammer. He's
0: great. Yeah. Um as two people.
1: As two people, yeah.
0: Yeah. One of them wears a bandana and one of them doesn't.
1: They say there's I'm I'm six foot two, two hundred and eighty pounds, and there's two of me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They could definitely beat up Mark Zuckerberg for sure. They yeah, should have. They should could beat up me. They should. They should just do a deleted scene where it's just two army hammers just beating up one Jesse Eisenberg. A, a what if story where instead of them being nice
1: and trying to be Harvard gentlemen, they just they show just, up at his yeah. house and, <laughs> and yeah, turn they, it up. Yeah, and they go into his, his house. Him.
0: Yeah, they go into his house like Colin Farrell in True Detective season two looks at somebody, whispers, and pulls the mask down, just starts mercilessly beating him. And then Eduardo walks in and saves him. This is my fan fiction. So we should
1: also say that uh, the music was by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Well, now Atticus Ross,
0: it's technically just Nine Inch Nails at this point. Considering Atticus Ross is now a member of Nine Inch Nails.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, incredible soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Uh, Directed by one of my favorite directors, David Fincher, Aaron Sorkin. Lots of of dialogue. It's dialogue heavy, this film. Um, But it is uh, it's great. It was uh, released. uh, First, it screened in uh, the New York Film Festival on September 24th, 2010. And then it was released October 1st, 2010. It's got a runtime of 120 minutes um, and its budget was 40 million and it made 224.9 million dollars at the box office um it won uh it had a bunch of nominations at the academy award it received eight nominations including best picture best director best actor for eisenberg and won three best adapted screenplay best original score and best film editing it also received awards for best motion picture sorry the best motion picture drama best director best screenplay and best original score at the 68th golden globe awards In 2016, it was voted 27th among 100 films considered the best of the 21st century by 117 international film critics. Um, It was praised for its direction, screenplay, acting, editing, and score. Uh, It was named one of the best films of the year by 78 critics, named the best by 22, um, uh, the most of any film that year. And in my opinion, I think it is one of the best if you think about the uh, kind of evolution and etymology of the language of films in the 20 in, of film in the 2010s, and you think about film in the 2010s in general, you could take this film and say it was released anytime between 10, 2010 and today. And it would probably, you probably wouldn't even doubt that it, it's kind of ahead of it, ahead of the curve in some ways. And it influenced a lot of stuff and that's why it's like up there in the probably if not the top spot top 3 of most of my best films of the 2010.
0: Yeah, it's not even in like my top 20.
1: I love this movie. I absolutely adore this movie. It's I mean maybe not first place, but I I think that might be my sentimentality talking because I love this movie so much, but yeah. Um but it it it's great. It's fantastic. I could gush about this for a long time. Did you see this in theaters when it came out? Do you remember? It's 10 no. years ago
0: now. No. I don't remember when I first saw it. Uh, I don't know. It's a very just, eh, movie for me. Really? Yeah. Did you rewatch it? Yeah, I literally just watched it.
1: Oh, and you're still meh? Yeah. Interesting. This is one of Gone the first an uh,
0: infinitely better David Fincher movie of the 20. 20- I said Gone Girl is an infinitely better David Fincher movie from the twenty. Gone Girl
1: Gone Girl is, is great. I I like Gone Girl as well. I like all David Fincher films. I don't yeah. know, there's just something about this movie. I think it was possibly because it blindsided me because when it came out, I thought why would no. you make a movie about fucking Facebook?
0: I also don't like Aaron Sorkin movies. I hate his dialogue.
1: Oh. I'm I'm kind of a fan. It's hit or miss for me. Sometimes it's like big miss. Like I've never it hits, it heard hits. a
0: writer have people talk about nothing as much as his movies do. Like, I don't know. He he writes like he like he writes like everything's like an extended Seinfeld monologue. Pretty much i guess and it just like i don't know it's just like it's so colorful for the sake of being colorful and it's like you could have just said this no one speaks like that you fucking dumbass like
1: yeah well i think people in this movie are not supposed to be everybody's but i mean i get what you're saying to a degree there's times when it hits and times when it misses for me but i think this movie really works yeah uh i'm a big fan of the kind of Nuances of the friendships and like the things I don't know I don't think a
0: computer on. nerd is speaking in parables. <laughs> but yeah <they> again, are. <laughs> I think
1: it's I think it's slightly dramatized I also well, think- that's
0: Aaron Sorkin he also made the exact same movie like this about people playing managing baseball. So Moneyball? yeah, Aaron Sorkin Moneyball is sick. Aaron Sorkin will make people from any like the most boring background Molly's ever game. He did and game give too. them like an English degree from like fucking Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it it's, it's that's, that's the Aaron Sorkin style, it's, and like it's Aaron just
1: Sorkin style and it's whatever. And money, a, a lot of those. Uh, and I like mov-
0: all those movies too. I like the
1: movies. You just don't like the way he he writes. It's just, no, it's your, just
0: fake. It's just like who do you know that talks like that? Like what is the only I'm, person you talk part, to is Charlie Kaufman? Like but
1: maybe that's why I, <laughs> why people like his dialogue. I mean, it's oh. a stylistic thing. I don't know.
0: I think I mean, it's just I think it's great.
1: Really. I, I think this movie is great. I, I mean, there are instances where I've been like tone it down sorkin um you know and yeah. uh and uh, of course it is very verbose mm-hmm. and over the top uh, at times but i I like if we're talking about the the social network to me it just yeah it hits pacing cinematography, yeah. the actors, the dialogue story they managed to turn something as at the time like facebook mm-hmm. well in 2010 face it was when facebook was really like yeah. that was the like hot thing it was the, it was that was it like yeah. facebook was facebook and so i was just kind of like how could you make a story about this and make it seem dramatic and focusing it more on the characters and their um and the, the founding yeah. founding people and their uh issues with one another the lawsuits all that stuff made it more dramatic and gripping yeah. than i I expected, yeah, and I, I and did see. It Aaron Sorkin
0: actually removes one of his greatest traits. There's no walking and talking in this yeah, movie. Was gonna Everyone's say that just sitting. Everybody's sitting. Everyone's just sitting. It's fantastic. Um, There's no two-minute hallway scenes. Of guys walking. You know, like the entire season of the West Wing. Yeah, the entire somehow, series. Somehow
1: all of those people aren't like thin as hell, even though they'd be walking and talking like <laughs>
0: 20 Rumor hours a day. It, to this day, John Voight is still <laughs> walking in the set. He can't <laughs> leave. It's a labyrinth. That's why he's so mad. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why he's, that's
1: why he's gone crazy. Um, yeah, no, the... Uh, uh, it's Surprisingly, it, it, it was... It, I remember seeing it in theaters and it and it caught me completely off guard. And that was when I was at U of T. I was 20 years old. I was doing film and philosophy double major. Um, and it just hit all the right points yeah. for me. And it, it hit all the right points as a as a film for me, all the a lot of the things that I love. I mean, we like different things, so yeah, it's okay to be. I mean we like a lot of the same things but yeah. it's okay you don't think this I like one's a lot of the, s-
0: I like the Fincher aspects of the films and dislike the Sorkin aspects of the films Fair enough Which is which is a weird combination cuz like I don't know I feel like this movie well no I guess it makes sense given that yeah no Fincher has like he like between The Social Network and like Zodiac those movies are so heavily dialogue based And then he went back to, like, movies that are more of the... Look at Mindhunter. Mindhunter is
1: a TV show with serial killers with no killing. Yeah, There's one dude who gets shot in the head in the first episode, and then the rest of it is them just talking. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah. I never started watching the series. Oh, it's sick. It's good. It's really good.
1: But it's, like, it's more about the, like, the actual, like, FBI coming up with profiling and doing all that stuff. Yeah,
0: well, it's all about, like, the creation of, like, serial killer profiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: But it focuses more on the actual um, academic and, like, uh, practical side of it. There's a lot of them interviewing serial killers. Like, they interview Charlie Manson and and a bunch of other people. But there's yeah. no, like, there's no, like, gore. There's no, not a lot of violence or anything like that. It's more, mm-hmm. it's a very subdued thing. Um, let's talk a bit about David Fincher because we started talking about Gone Girl. David Fincher, uh, he is a director he started as a music video director as a lot of the new wave uh uh
0: directors yeah. did <laughs> i think he may have done some nine inch nails stuff back in the day
1: uh he did the uh these are just some of the
0: ones that were i know he did some like weird all yeah rock he did stuff.
1: he did janie's got a gun uh for aerosmith freedom 90 for george michael vogue for madonna who is it by or for michael jackson uh etc 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 uh his filmography now this one's david fincher probably one of my favorite directors probably has the, the most five.
0: solid filmography uh,
1: probably
0: he, out there like even his misses are still so he starts good.
1: off with alien 3 which uh not that great of a film if you if you uh, i love alien uh, and I love the assembly cut. So The assembly cut is is a recut version closer to what David Fincher originally wanted. Um, but there's there's a lot of studio meddling, and Alien Three wasn't even written when they started filming it. There's a whole whole mythos to Alien Three into what as to why it ended up being yeah. the way it was. But um, but even in Alien Three, you can see his distinct style starting mm-hmm. to to. To come through the like muted palettes, the yeah. um the framing, the way that he uh creates spaces and, and, and yeah. action within space and does lighting, all and- lighting. Um so he goes Alien three and then he does the probably the the hardest follow-up ever. Seven? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh he goes Alien Three Seven, the game fight club. Panic Room, Zodiac, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Social Oh, yeah, network. see, that's another one. Yeah, and, The yeah, Girl so with the went- Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, and then he took, and then during after Gone Girl, he was kind of on a break because he was doing House of Cards, doing yeah. the executive production for House of Cards, and he th- I think uh, he directed
0: Mindhunter. majority of the first like the first two episodes. Yeah, of he of he he, dur-
1: he comes in and
0: directs a couple episodes throughout the season because that show is so David Fincher like yeah. in its style and everything. And well, even see- from the commercial, like even from ads for Mindhunter, you can see it too. Just like oh the yeah, white, well the, the thing is, the House white of, House of Cards
1: is David. Fincher's West Wing, yeah, like pretty much, like that's it. Like yeah. if you are Aaron Sorkin's West Wing is West Wing, yeah. House of Cards yeah. is
0: David Fincher's West Wing. It just sucks Forever that Kevin Spacey had to be a piece of shit before the series. Yeah, you I mean, fuck Kevin Spacey, ending. but
1: still, I want the still that you know, there's <clears throat> that show goes. Like I mean, I know, I know, fuck the guy, but like I can't, I can't sit here and lie to you to say that TV show, especially the first like two three seasons,
0: didn't wasn't go a banger. Dumb hard, yeah, that show was so good. Dumb. It hard. wasn't until the fourth season it actually kind of started slipping off because it was going past the source material that they already had. Yeah, you know, the like, British, the yeah. British
1: House of Cards, but still, man, that those first couple seasons, absolute fire. Yeah, good show. Good show. I mean, Kevin Spacey, insane uh Marshall Ali hidden uh oh yeah oh yeah damn robin Wright god damn yeah anyway so david fincher he's he's he he's in top tier man the stuff that he's put i mean if you haven't seen seven if you haven't seen fight club panic room the game yeah. zodiac seven
0: is argued. seven is my personal favorite of fincher's
1: seven is good fight club is good uh the social network and gone girl would be the ones that those would be Uh, all of which are kind of... Zodiac is also fucking great too, but it's long.
0: Zodiac, uh, my friend Ryan has described it as Zodiac is the greatest movie about a newspaper of all time that's all it's about it's just about the san francisco chronicle or whatever it's, yeah. it is that's it's about it's, the news it's long but it's good i mean it's, it's such a good movie and it's it's more about journalism than it is about the murders and i think and it's journalism in like the culture remote. yeah which is a weird thing i saw zodiac in the movie theaters when i was like 13 thinking it was going to be like a huge slasher movie and then was like super surprised when it wasn't, and I'm pretty sure my friend just, like... Left. I didn't
1: watch it for a long time because people, when it came out, were like, no. Like, people... There were there were some people who liked it, but, like, people my age were like, I don't get this. I don't want to watch it. So, like, I never watched yeah. it until...
0: And, like, that's the movie... That's, the- like... Well, that probably movie is probably the best example of Fincher using CGI for shit that doesn't really need CGI. Because a lot of scenes you learn are, like, in Fincher movies are completely just not like completely green screened and something that's so like you'd like, why would they green screen that? And it doesn't make sense because Fincher also, he like, he basically animates all his films before he shoots them. Like on a computer, he basically creates all his shots in like an animation program beforehand, before he shoots movies. So he basically goes into a movie knowing all of his shots and everything already and that's why he, he does have a lot of CGI stuff. Like in Zodiac, the scene where like the couple's shot in the car, that's all CGI. Yeah. Oh, mind and Mindhunter, yeah.
1: most of Mindhunter is shot on Grid. And screen. like
0: I don't know social network, but there's so much shit like watching social network. I was watching that now, like conscious that Fincher does that. And I was like, I wonder how much of this is like CGI. Like this office is probably CGI for no reason, even though making an office set wouldn't be that expensive. So I'm just going to give the critical reception. We'll go back to yeah.
1: um, to the social network. Uh, it says that uh, debuted, it, it was released in the United States on the weekend of October 1st, to 3rd, 2010, it debuted at number one, grossing two, $22.4 million. Uh The audience gave a cinema score grade of B+. Um, the film retained top spot in the second week. Uh, and it broke Inception's record as the smallest second week drop for any number one film of 2010. Uh, anyway, at the end of its theatrical run, it grossed 97 million in the United States and 128 uh, million in other territories, uh, for national or for a worldwide total of 224.9 million. Um, on a, a Rotten Tomatoes, it has an approval rating of 96 based on 316 reviews with an average rating of 9.01 out of 10. Uh, this consensus, critical consensus reads, impeccably scripted, beautifully directed and filled with fine performances. The social network is riveting, ambitious example of modern filmmaking at its finest. Metacritic, oops, sorry. Metacritic, uh gave it a score of 95 out of 100 based on 42 critics, indicating universal acclaim and making it one of the site's highest-rated movies of all time. Uh, Roger Ebert, uh, he said, he gave it four stars. He said, David Fincher's film has the rare quality of being not only as smart as its brilliant hero, but in the same way, it's cocksure, impatient, cold, exciting, and instinctively perceptive. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone gave him the film his first full full four star rating of the year and said the social network is the movie of the year, but Fincher and Sorkin triumph by taking it further, lacing their scathing wit with an aching sadness. They define the dark irony of the past decade. The Harvard Crimson review called it flawless and gave it 10 stars.
0: Of course (laughs) they did. That's, that's just sucking your own dick to the highest extent. Um, that's crazy.
1: Honestly, I, I agree with all those. I mean, the movie is, uh, is dark, beautiful, well scripted focusing on the 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 strangeness of the of of facebook and the story around it and the relationships between the people i mean there's some hmm. scenes in this movie that are so goddamn satisfying like the scene when andrew garfield comes back finds out he's he's been t- his shares has, have been diluted and nobody oh, yeah. else's shares got diluted yeah and he walks in and just he breaks fucking just smashes his laptop. He breaks the, the laptop and he's like, I'm not coming back for my thirty percent. I'm coming back for everything. You better loyal lawyer up. bitch. Yes.
0: Dude, twenty ten was a solid year for movies.
1: Oh yeah? What are we looking at?
0: We're looking at The Town.
1: Fantastic film.
0: Inception. Fantastic Shutter film. Island. Yeah. Uh so- <laughs> I like Shutter Island. Shutter Island's a movie you can only watch once, though. If you try to watch it a second time, it's like, fuck this.
1: I honestly, Shutter Island did, is mid to oh, me, yeah. but...
0: I like it. It's a good movie. It's, it's the weirdest. It's the least Scorsese movie ever. It's just weird. I, I, I Yeah, know. I mean, that's another conversation. Um, the Fighter, which I actually great really film, like. Great film, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Fantastic movie. True Grit, which a lot of people liked, but I did not like it. I I like True Grit, yeah. I thought it was a pretty mid-Coen Brothers movie. Um, one of my personal favorite comedies of the last forever, The Other Guys, uh that has one of the funniest scenes ever of all time. The, are you about? Mark Wahlberg yeah, and yeah, the scene. Oh, when the Rock and Samuel Jackson oh. at the beginning <laughs> and they're just like and they jump off the building and just like aim for the bushes. But and they're in the street. They're, they're, they're in New York City. There's not a bush for like miles. It's I think one of the I think it's one of the funniest, funniest fucking scenes things in ever. that
1: movie too. Is when they are at the funeral and they're doing yeah. the whisper fight. Yeah, <laughs> they're all trying not to raise their voice and they're just yeah. literally fighting each other. Uh-huh. They're all standing around going, Yeah,
0: yeah, get his ass. <laughs> okay. Uh, s- another another movie with a banging soundtrack. Tron Legacy. That's fire. The Daft I mean, Punk soundtrack.
1: I think Tron Legacy as like a Disney movie. If you watch it as a Disney movie and not as like a, a an adult type film, yeah. it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um. Tw-
0: uh. I didn't like. I didn't care for this movie, but a lot of people did. Hundred. Hundred and twenty seven hours came out that year.
1: Was that James Franco cut off his arm? Yeah,
0: James oh. Franco jacking off in a canyon for two hours. Uh, exit through the gift shop, which is one of the greatest fake documentaries of all time. It's just great. And then probably the most quotable comedy from the last 10 years. Get them to get them to the Greek. Oh, hell yeah. That came out that year, too. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. I own
1: 21 kookaroos.
0: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, no, 2010 was wild. 2010 went off. Uh, and that's just american films i like, don't know what other yeah there's- 2010 was uh, a good year
1: um so it's in good company it yeah. was but honestly man i don't know what i don't know what it is about this movie i just i can watch it anytime i watch it probably two times a year i don't know what it is about it it's just there's some some connection and i think it might also be some somewhat sem- sentimental for me because at that time, I was a 20-year-old in university. Facebook was getting huge. The internet was changing. Yeah. Things were happening. I mean, I'm pretty sure Instagram came out in 2010, uh, you know, and, like, smartphones were evolving. Everybody was moving over into having iPhones and Androids and Blackberry was dying out and Facebook was booming. And And, you know, it just – I don't know. There's just something about it. I love Fincher – I like Sorkin quite a bit I, and and um that soundtrack the intro f- of this movie after like firstly the first scene that he has with Rooney Mara
0: oh yeah where they're in talking the in the
1: in the restaurant and they break up and she says you're going to live your whole life thinking that people don't like you because you're too
0: smart or whatever you're not not yeah.
1: whatever he says but then she says I got to find this
0: quote because it's actually too good. And I then she just it. basically just calls him an asshole. Cause yeah, that's... but
1: it's, it's it's good. Like, uh, what does she say? Something uh, people are going to give me one second to no stop pop ups. No. Now I have to actually find it in the quotes. I should have saved this before because there's a couple other quotes that I want to go through. I don't know she just
0: calls him an asshole yeah she says people you're gonna live through your
1: whole life they have the conversation where he's making where he pretty much tells her to go for the easiest house to get into because he doesn't think that she's gonna be able to do it or no he thinks that she's saying that he's not gonna be able to do it even though she's just being a supportive girlfriend Hmm. and then she winds up shitting on him in the middle of the meal he's like please sit down let's talk and she's like no I don't
0: want to talk. I don't want to eat. Yeah. Well, he's a piece of shit, so. He is. Whatever. I don't really care. Mark Zuckerberg's such a bag of shit. Like, he's just the worst human being. Like,
1: Yeah, this is it. She says, you're probably going to be a very successful computer person, but you're going to go through life thinking that girls don't like you because you're a nerd. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart that that won't be true. It's because you're an asshole. (laughs) Hard. Hard. Yeah. I don't know how true it is or how if there is any truth to him creating the Facebook pretty much because he broke up with his girlfriend uh Erica Albright and then blogged about it on Live Journal. Do you remember Live Journal? I remember Live Journal. That shit was popping when I was in high school. Shout out Live Journal. No. <laughs>
0: no, I am older than you. That was not my thing. I, I don't know. Blogs.
1: No, it's so basically the movie is told from the perspective of uh, Jesse Eisenberg playing the Zuck, and uh, and how he fandangles his way into getting the Facebook by kind of stealing someone else's idea. Yeah, that would be uh, Divya Narendra and and the uh, the
0: sexy Voss. The Winkle Voss brothers. The big boy. The members of
1: the of the uh, Phoenix Club. Yeah. Hot like a phoenix. Yeah, they do it. He, he steals the idea. He gets famous, gets big. Brings in Sean Parker, the guy who made Napster. Yeah. Play, played really good by
0: by Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And you know, subtly hint that he's like a pedophile of some kind. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. No, he's like... He's insane. He's just like a massive coke user. banging 15-year-olds. 15-year-olds and shit. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. All these people are kind of sus- suspect people.
0: Dude, that's the thing. These like, Silicon Valley lie. dudes like, are the biggest pe- pieces of shit on earth. Like, most of the
1: people like, that were involved in this, like... I'm going to keep it real. If you think Mark Zuckerberg is like a, like a good, nice dude, you're probably wrong, man. No. Like, he's you you the the tagline of this movie is you don't get to whatever one billion friends without making a few enemies. And like, as time has gone on, boy, has that rung truer and truer for Mr. Zuckerberg. Yeah,
0: um,
1: because the, that dude's been profiting off of allowing yeah. people to profit profit off of Facebook and profiting yeah. off of Facebook and causing all kinds of bullshit. So, you know, at this point now, 10 years later, it's kind of fuck Facebook, right? Yeah. But at the time, it was different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like now, Mark Zuckerberg has Russian and Chinese spies living in his basement. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you can't trust anything. Um, he's selling uh, illegal false information and just allowing it to be on his website. It's not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think he just like sitting in court and looking at AOC. You know, she's just grilling him and he's just like, Yeah. She's smart. Yeah. She's sexy. Yeah. You go, girl. And that's the type of girl that Mark Zuckerberg would've made face smash about. Is AOC smashing his shit and then him being like, Fuck this chick. I'm gonna go fucking <laughs> <laughs> He also drinks
1: water really weird. If you watch any of the like Actual he does video of him, weird.
0: he does everything weird anyway. The movie, uh, he's one of those weirdos that wears shorts in the winter, and the those movie, are people that cannot be trusted. <laughs> the movie ends with uh, with the kind of in process because
1: this all the stuff that is happening in the movie is only a couple years before, yeah. Um, so when the movie ends, it kind of lingers on a question of. You're questioning: Are these people good people? Is is this is Mark Zuckerberg really a genius or is he? I mean, there's no doubt that he's smart, but is his heart in the right place? Because lots of the parts in the movie, he's being really a real self righteous jerk. Oh, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg
0: does a really good job. Yeah, because I feel s- Jesse Eisenberg is a self righteous jerk, <laughs> which I have heard.
1: Well, that could be the case, but he kills it in this movie. He's that the scene where he's like, oh. You have the you have the smallest. He's like, "Do we have your attention, Mr. Zuckerberg?" In the in oh, the yeah, deposition, so the he's like, "He's the smallest opinion. bit of my attention. The rest of my attention is at Facebook." Or he he says, "It's raining out." He, that's why he starts. He's looking at the window he goes, it's raining, and he guys says, "Do you have your attention? Are we boring you?" And he says, you have the smallest amount of my attention. The rest of my attention is at the headquarters of Facebook. We're doing where we're doing something where that none of none of the people in this room are capable of doing." Uh, intellectually and technically blah 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 blah. he's just shitting on them he's like if you want to stand on my shoulders and call yourself tall go ahead army hammer is like i can't wait to look down as you write that check
0: (laughs) boom Bop, 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 oh. I
1: actually feel bad for the Winkle Vosses, kind of. Yeah,
0: because they got majorly fucked over out of Because, like, they just business. had an
1: idea to make something and then they got kind of tw- twitched and then they were, like, trying to be good people so they didn't do anything about it. Like, oh, we're going to send a cease and desist, we're going to go do this, we're going to go do that. Man, they should have just lawyered up at the start. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't do that. If they thought that idea was such a million-dollar idea, why didn't they come through? Well,
0: they did. Well, the one did, and then it was the other two dinkuses that were like, nah.
1: No, two of them wanted to, and it was the one guy. The one Winklevoss brother's like, no, we're gentlemen of Harvard. We
0: aren't going to yeah. stoop yet. Yeah, but he kept holding out, and it wasn't until they lost the race and then saw that it's now an intercontinent, like an That's something that
1: they did really well in the movie, the show, the growth of Facebook, Mm -hmm. like how they kind of brought in characters by them finding out that Facebook was around. It's like, that's how Sean Parker, when he wakes up in that dorm room and he like looks at the girl's laptop and says, Oh, what is this? And then she explains it. and She's at a different school. Yeah. They never actually show them going out and doing it. They just kind of like allow it to happen within the narrative. Yeah. And then, so as it's going on you kind of see how it happens. But you I feel bad like the people who are actually decent people in this movie are kind of are the people who are kind of shucked to the side like Eduardo Saverin, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Great. Love Andrew Garfield. He was uh, fantastic in yeah. this and he and he did nothing but try and be yeah. a good partner.
0: But don't feel too bad, he's a billionaire. So.
1: Oh yeah, no, he's he's got money. Who cares? I don't. I meant. I meant like in the movie. I don't feel bad. For in anybody. the movie,
0: yeah, but in the long run, I'm sure run, in real life. Like,
1: I'm sure in real life, all of these people are, are scumbags.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're all very scummy. Especially Eduardo Saverin, like he was a rich kid. His dad is like the owner of Pepsi in Brazil. Yeah. So.
1: And like the Winklevoss brothers, two dudes who are in a frat house, in like a Harvard frat house, who yeah. roll crew. Those dudes would have been fucking. Mm-hmm. As I I went to frat parties and let me tell you, there were some of them that were really nice, but when you got up to the fucking, the the like high echelon dudes who were in the frats or like the or you go to one of the higher end frat parties, it's like the worst place. People don't want to. It's just like talking to a bunch of people who like all they really want to do is suck themselves off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wild. Wild a group of people i never associated with so whatever uh so that.
1: also the soundtrack i guess um i want do want to state how much if i had to say uh well firstly i'm going to addendum pause because i i was looking thinking about this recently and i was listening to a bunch of uh, movie soundtracks and i just want to add a note uh if you listen to a hereditary pod go back and listen to uh, or go on your streaming services or whatever and search for the Hereditary Original soundtrack and listen to the last song, the song from The Attic. That is incredible. I found that through thinking about soundtracks and listening to the Facebook soundtrack and doing all that stuff. That song is absolutely stunning, unbelievable. Um, And the reason why this ties into it is because I feel like the score for this movie, that like piano, the dun-dun-dun... Dun, dun, dun.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That very score first.
1: is like that. That is like one of the coolest movie scores. Original soundtrack songs, like just. I mean, I get it. Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, Nine Inch Nails, but like just the the kind of spaced out, resonant, um, dark, but at the same time, kind of beautiful soundtrack that it works so perfectly with the film itself it's, they kind of mirror each other and it's crazy that first scene where he's running through going back to his room to start doing the face smash before he makes facebook
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the, the the theme playing over top is so good that little clip that little section there is fucking phenomenal
0: yeah and it's, and it's cool because it's Trent Reznor, so obviously, like, it has very has electronic a lot of electronic sort of base, like synths to it, and like deep bass and stuff. And it's kind of cool how it mixes stuff like piano with like electronic things, because it kind of represents like going into like a new age of like technology sort of thing. Yeah, if you want, because like- it gets like it gets like more like thumping as it as the movie kind of progresses. Yeah, like
1: I said, they kind of the movie kind of mirrors. They mm. it kind of mirrors. I mean, obviously that they wrote it to the movie, yeah. but sometimes you find that but, like you can tell that it was written for it. Yeah, like Whereas there's these even the kind part of, these kind of like cross over. It feels yeah. like they were written as one. It feels like it's one thing, which is what happens when you do a a soundtrack that's incredibly good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you have original music written for a movie and it becomes part of the movie and doesn't just act on its own Um, to the point where they seem unified. Uh, There are some movies that do do this better than others and this was one of the ones that I really, like, it blew me away in the theater. It blew me, it still blows me away now. Every time I see it, I'm just like, damn.
0: No, it's a fantastic score. That's up there for me. The interstellar score is a really good score,
1: yeah, that's another one i was uh they i was and that did you listen to the song that I sent you from the the hereditary one? oh uh, no, oh my God, so. that one's incredible too. I just oh my God, anyway, people loved this when it came out people loved they were i mean nine inch nails were still nine inch nails, and people saw that it was. Trent Reznor doing it and everybody was wild wild about it.
0: I um, think this was his first Oscar. major score or movie score that he did.
1: Yeah, and he got the Oscar for it.
0: Yeah. But I don't think prior to this he did any movies before this. Um, Let's check that out. I don't know cuz I know Nine Inch Nails was active at the time cuz they would have done With Teeth in 2007. So there's probably, they would have done the Ghosts and stuff. I don't know. I don't know exactly Nine Inch Nails' discography, so I don't know where they would have been because they are constantly, like, active and inactive and back and forth and whatnot. Because Nine Inch Nails is just Trent Reznor. Up until now, they added Atticus Ross, whoever that guy is, his songwriting partner now.
1: Whoa, did you know that Jonah Hill was in contention for Timberlake's role?
0: Who? Jonah Hill. Oh, I thought you said Joe Hill. And I was like, what? Stephen King's son? Makes no sense. He's not even an actor. But, uh, okay. That makes sense, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know what Sean Parker actually looks like. So, is he like a fat slob? I don't know. Because Jonah Hill was pretty fat and slobby at that time. So, you know, before he started... I don't know. Skateboarding.
1: Oh. Social network soundtrack.
0: Oh. Mm. <sighs> yeah, no, there's a lot. What? What's another really good score? Obviously, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Thousand one is Space Odyssey. Trent Reznor
1: looks like he is. Like, Trent Reznor. This is a picture from 2008, but, like, he looks like the music he makes.
0: Yeah, no, he looks like goth dad. Yeah. Goth barbecue dad. Like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Look at this picture of him. Yeah. He looks like when he enters the yeah. room, it's going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. Son. <laughs> <sun. laughs> yeah, no. You, as,
0: soon as, you, as soon as he walks into the room, everything suddenly has, like, a David Lynch aesthetic to it.
1: Yeah. He, he looks kind of like Max Payne.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no. Uh he will eventually be played by Thomas Jane in a biopic.
1: Isn't Thomas Jane older than him?
0: I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> if Robert De Niro can play a 35-year-old man, why can't Thomas Jane play 40-year-old Trent Reznor? <laughs> yeah.
1: God damn, why won't it tell me if he did it? Soundtrack work. Well, be- uh yeah, I guess this uh the the he did the social network was the first one that he did. Yeah. And then he did
0: Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Sound City. Well, Sound Sound Well, that's Sound City. That's just the documentary that Dave Grohl did where they recorded at Sound City Studios.
1: And then he did Before the Flood, Patriots Day, mid-90s. The Jonah Hill movie. Did he? Yeah. he did
0: score work for it, or is he just um, on the soundtrack?
1: Composed together with Atticus Ross.
0: Okay. I, I didn't know that.
1: Bird box. Um. Oh, damn. He did the volume one, two, and three of the Watchmen
0: show. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did the whole series of Watchmen.
1: That's fire.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. I haven't watched it yet. I should. Shouldn't? Well, I? it's cool because it's all like different like renditions of like different music. Like they do like covers of. The oh, like, yeah! Okay. I he, see what you're like, saying. I was like, what are you? Like, you know how. different like, songs like, of like, different songs? Like, West, <laughs> like, you know how Westworld. All the music in Westworld is contemporary music, but it's done to sound like old timey West music. Westworld theme song is fire too. Yeah, that slaps. The yeah, the Secession the theme song with the push a T version. That's fire! Damn, they really go in. I love music. HBO goes hard with the music. I love it.
1: Game of Thrones. Oh, sorry, I was singing the Game of Thrones one because I was just watching. What's the 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 Westworld one? The no, that was like um, yeah, you, doo-doo doo-doo-doo-doo do oh <thing 1952> yeah 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 sorry that last one was World. Yeah. yeah I I butchered that da 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 yeah 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 you got um it. also the Game of Thrones one is fire too
0: I forgot what that is now
1: um it I whatever, whatever. who cares who cares um yeah no they the uh and uh obviously the social network was very well received and plenty of people they got nominated for stuff i'm i'm i uh is are there any scenes that stick out in that film that you like
0: i already talked about the walking through the um what scenes do i like uh, I like the courtroom scenes because it, it's like from Eduardo's like standpoint because they'll show the scene and then I always like because I always just showed Mark Zuckerberg just sitting there like a piece of shit, basically. I don't know. I like how this movie just portrays him as a piece of shit. Yeah, and it does a very good job because at no point in this movie, and he's like very anything he does, and he's very insensitive, but at the same yeah, time, he's you're kind of ins- like he's enthralled. like an insensitive,
1: spiteful little prick. And but at the same time, you're kind of enthralled by all of this, yeah. This the way that it goes, like you kind of feel bad for, yeah, for Eduardo and for, for the um Winkle Voss brothers, but then at times you're like you think that they're being dumb too. Like it's, yeah. it's such a cool character study of all these relationships. The courtroom scenes are really good. Um, uh, the scenes, I like the whole start of it, him with his g- girlfriend and then him walking and then, then making the face mash and shutting down the Harvard, um, network crashing the network. I think that's all really good. I like all of the Army Hammer scenes. I just really like Army Hammer. I think he's an under, underutilized actor. Mm-hmm. Uh um the scene where Eduardo comes back and smashes his uh that's a good scene that's yeah. a good scene the scene at the club with uh with sean parker and jesse eisenberg or with um mark zuckerberg and sean parker yeah where, where he goes on the jo-
0: long extended thing about victoria's secret yeah and that's the thing that's the part where mark zuckerberg's like what is that a parable which to me is i feel that i liked it so it's, it's like i feel like that was mark or aaron sorkin making fun of his own shit at that point
1: but also, I just thought that Justin Timberlake did a really good job. Yeah, he's that a decent scene. actor. He
0: did. He did a good so, job. He's a uh, I
1: like so. also the 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 framing. I I just I like in general the pace of the movie and the framing. I like that it's framed between these um, courtroom scenes where mm-hmm. they're kind of having the exposition that allows. Um, in this discussion that allows to kind of explain what's happening, but
0: I also, yeah. and it's like, not I like the sudden handed. cuts of where it'll be like showing the scene, and then like mid sentence, it will cut to like them explaining that scene in a courtroom. And then you'll have like, yeah, one the, of their like retorts and be like, oh no, this is what happened, or the scene where he's like, like the whole oh yeah, like chicken
1: thing, uh, yeah, the ch- and then he says, but he was my best friend, and then it cuts and he's not in the chair anymore, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah fuck that up didn't you suck yeah but i i like i like the way it's framed i like the the pacing i like the staging yeah, i like the editing is, is fantastic good. the editing is fantastic too the movie overall is a great great movie and i i really do think it embodies so much of what would go on to come yeah. in the 2010s
0: like i Wind. think that It's so representative, like, 2010 society of just, uh, leave anybody behind and fuck everyone else. Yeah, like, it's, it's, there's so much, like, sociocultural,
1: like, Like, information coded into this
0: movie. And, like, how fickle people actually are and how willing they are to just drop And how social media
1: kind of is at the root of it. Or, and then, yeah, you, you have
0: this scene where Eduardo's fucking crazy, like, she's actually, like, going, like, going crazy, like, and she's like, why does it say single? And he's like, would you, like, I don't actually know how to use fucking Facebook. Cause, like, yeah, because I just run the money. Like, yeah, I'm just here. I'm the bit. It, like,
1: it really does show the kind of darks. And it's like, I remember
0: of, people in, like, high school that actually had that argument with, like, their girlfriend. Like, why is it saying you're still stangle on Facebook? It's like, I don't know. We've been dating for, like, yeah, two days. I, I, that's what? actually,
1: that's actually fire. That's yeah. actually so fire that you pointed that out. Because yeah. that is. It is and there's so much like indicative of yeah social media and all the things that are uh all the things that are issues that people face now and and um and that have faced and also just from a s- cinematic standpoint, like uh the the pivot, as you said, to more experimental soundtracks, the pivot to um the use of green seamless use of green screen the 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 way the story is told the pacing contemporary films uh people making things about things that happened more recently yeah. like you this was probably one of the first ones
0: where yeah where it's like a film covering something that's actively happening
1: yeah and then like then later on you get stuff like you know, Peter Berg making Patriots Day a year yeah. after the bombing
0: and stuff like yeah. that. Or two Well, years Peter Berg's bomb. just waiting for any American tragedy <laughs> yeah. to happen so Peter we Berg's can write a, a Mark ruby. Wahlberg. Him and Mark Wahlberg are just waiting with every <laughs> TV <laughs> like on with dip, a different news uh, you know, source, just waiting. Just, waiting. Just, waiting. <laughs> just like Israel just got bombed. Get well, did one. you see? Did that you that see
1: that they're coming out with a TV show that's about like some hearing that happened last year with Donald Trump? Oh my god! And Brandon Gleason's playing Donald Trump. Jesus Christ! Unbelievable! That's
0: fantastic. Uh or Brendan Brendan Brandy Gleason? Gleason? Yes, Brendan Gleason, yes, 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 yes. Uh, and and the father of Dommel
1: <laughs> I forget who else is in it, but they're making it's about like things that are currently like yeah. still happening.
0: <laughs> well, I read a thing where even like I think it was Sorkin, he said like they could they could write a sequel today just covering the 10 you could you could write a sequel that starts as soon as the scene cuts the black and says directed by David Fincher. And pick up right from that and just cover that to 2020.
1: Yeah, and all this stuff. And just make oh, that movie. And all this stuff that's that's happened yeah. since and all the-, the uh, And then instead of him being- Controversies and issues in like that a, have faced Facebook and the way that they've handled yeah. themselves as a business and-
0: Instead of him being like a mediation room, it'd be him in like fucking Congress being like, so what is it like being an international cyber criminal? Would it, selling wh- is people's it private information. kind want to see that? Yeah, no, be, that'd be the great- be That'd be sick. That would be Aaron Sorkin's masterpiece. David Fincher back to direct. Let's do yeah. it. Let's no, back to back. Honestly, come out this Aaron year. Sorkin should just write a movie that is just forty-eight hours of C-SPAN coverage.
1: <laughs> Everybody's speaking so eloquently.
0: Yeah. Every like even just like hard close-ups as yeah. people are talking about stuff <laughs> <A> <laughs> music guy, in the background Yeah, a guy goes into like a two-hour uh filibuster about like traffic signs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that's aaron sorkin's next like that's he's gonna write like a fucking netflix yo yeah, but i could
1: see i could see the social network yeah. happening i no, for I sure i don't know what I, I don't know what you would call the sequel to that but you would but I would love to see that movie because so much has happened. And, like, let me be clear. When this came out, everybody was on Facebook. Yeah. But it was not the Facebook that we have yeah. now. It was the baby well, now you, Facebook. You could just call
0: it the social networks because now Zuck owns fucking everything. Yeah, He owns Instagram. He owns...
1: It's a wild time. Shit. It's a wild, wild Basically, time. every
0: website's either owned by Google or Facebook in some it's capacity. It's called the illusion. It's the illusion yeah. of choice. That's why cons- we have consumerism. to Consumerism. Support- that's why we have to support independent artists like TikTok artists. <laughs> Somewhere, a Chinese yeah. man is laughing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TikTok some dance? Dance. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy. And I mean, so much has happened since, but- you're right that it does really capture a lot of the culture of the 2010s in it and it also is like cinematically representative of a lot of things that were coming or that have become prevalent it's really david fincher hitting a a stride with sorkin that's that's that you know when david fincher gets in david fincher mode it's beautiful it's a beautiful sight to see yeah i think that a lot of the movie is um i can understand how you might say it's boring like i don't find it boring um but i also like like remember it's not
0: reading, exciting though
1: yeah but i mean it's it's like fucking everybody wants some like i'm a big fan of slice yeah. of life kind of boyhood that kind of like i like no that but at least stuff.
0: like in like something like everybody wants some there's enough like big moments that are like oh like and that creates stuff whereas this it's very just like it's it's nerds arguing in nerd ways like so it's not to a degree it's, I, it's definitely the most compelling it's definitely the most compelling thing about tech or uh computer nerds settling court cases
1: <laughs> that's true that's very true i i like it i think yeah. it's i mean it's just it's a. Uh, I enjoy the film uh yeah it's immensely. not bad
0: it's just like it's not a movie if i'm like how am I going to kill two hours? Not definitely not going to watch the solution that works. Yeah, I don't I'd know. Maybe watch John Wick again. Probably. Yeah.
1: Well, I, of course I understand that. I mean, there's it's not it's definitely not yeah. uh, an action film. It's crazy that this came in the same year as Inception. That's another one we should talk about.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Inception. What were we going to talk about? It's so layered. It's dreams. Yeah, maybe and we stuff. should talk about Interstellar. Interstellar would be a better one. Interstellar or Dunkirk would honestly be way better. Dunkirk is such
1: a phenomenal movie. Dunkirk
0: would be good, especially since
1: we haven't done a war movie. It could be hard. I want to see 1917. I still haven't watched it yet. It's fantastic. I don't know where to watch it. Oh, it's on Crave, you know. I found that's, out what I'm doing tonight. That's where tonight. I watched it, yeah. found out what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Uh. so I don't know if there's a whole lot else to say. It's a... It's a movie. It's uh it's a, a relatively universally acclaimed film. As Matt yeah. said, it's not a shoot 'em up. It's not a fast-paced yeah. uh movie, but it is definitely a good one if you haven't it, seen yeah, it. No. I love it immensely. I watch it fairly regularly every once in a while. Maybe mm-hmm. again might be something sentimental with the time that yeah. I saw it and the place I was in my life and all that stuff, but I just really love it. It's a bunch of people that I do like. I mean, you're right, Aaron Sorkin, he lays it on and there's a couple things that I don't like that he's done, but Fincher's one of my top five directors. Fincher's a
0: favorite of mine too. So that that that's the thing. I I like all the Fincher aspects of the films. Just some of the dialogue, just but then again, if Aaron Sorkin didn't have his dialogue, this would literally be the most boring movie ever created. Yeah, like I said, if it didn't if if it didn't have his all fanciful fucking English degree, super language dialogue, it'd be so fucking boring. It'd be painful. I'd and also well, also
1: you got to give some credit to yeah. the actors they all do a phenomenal yeah. job. Like I think Jesse Eisenberg does a is, is Yeah, no, he I mean, look,
0: he looks like like I he looks like that all he drank during that shoot was Mountain Dew. It looks like he consumed no food. He just and him lived he's wearing, like, on 2 liters when of Mountain Dew. he goes to liter. the meeting in pajamas and stuff yeah. and even he's just his body language like winter. the way he holds his
1: head kind of down in it and yeah. stuff and yeah. oh man, all of it is just yeah. and i i'm yeah. a big this was like before andrew garfield was andrew garfield this is yeah. one of the ones that like put this him on was the before, map before spider-man his, spider-man that's amazing spider-man yeah. yeah and and before a couple other stuff and he he kills everybody in this movie does a great job i'm a big fan of army hammer too as i've said uh and what, uh, what war movie
0: was andrew oh he was in the what's the mel gibson movie? uh hacksaw ridge yeah that was, that was a good movie most people will be like, oh, don't talk about because people just don't like Mel Gibson. It's like.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. he
0: did go on some races to, to raids. And yeah, stuff, that was uh, 15 years ago. Probably when like, he was a uh, heavy alcoholic and enjoy, oh, on drugs. Oh, and so on cocaine. Yeah. Dude, he was on so much coke. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he stepped, yeah. he stepped back from Zionist conspiracy theories, So, you know, maybe maybe he's not so bad anymore. He makes a we good movie. We shall see.
1: But Andrew Garfield was in one of his movies, yeah. so. But yeah, no, he 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 kills it. There's a lot of people. it's just great. It's just everything is everything is, in this movie is you're punching seventy five percent and up on on, yeah. on on everything. Like I'd say the lowest yeah. thing in the movie would still be scoring like a 75 seventy yeah. five eighty. So and most of it is between 80 and 90 for me. Some of it goes of The soundtrack's incredible. But this overall, great film. I feel it's very emblematic of a lot of mm-hmm. things of our culture in the last 10 years. And it's ironic that it was came out on, in 2010. I mean, it is in some ways emblematic of stuff from the late 2000s too. But really, a lot of the things that are brought up regarding... Ident the way people carry themselves identity social media all that stuff that is implied through the film is stuff that's kind of happened over played out over the next 10 years and at the time when they did it they made the film and like nobody the stuff that we know now about mark zuckerberg and the way facebook was handled didn't exist Yeah. so a lot of that kind of questionable actions attitudes yeah. um motives and the way that people were acting the kind of negative uh, and insensitive and kind of evil ways that people were acting has played out in other social medias and on Facebook throughout the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess this is a great time to say uh, stop fucking looking at Instagram all day. Yeah. Uh, you know, not all those people, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit is fake. All of it, there's bots bought likes, paid advertising. People mm-hmm. only post pictures where they look good, where they're doing something I have something seven Twitter accounts. I don't even want to know why. I don't no, know. I only have three. Okay. I was like, Jesus Christ. I have But three. I mean, that's the thing, is that, like, you got to use, like, social media now is more of a tool than it is a place to exist, and this whole idea of your social media being an extension of you, it is an extension of you. I wrote a paper on this in school, actually, about the social network, about Facebook, about all this, that Social media, when I was at U of T, I wrote this that social media was going to become this kind of like example of your super ego where you create your your version of yourself that people interact with and they don't know anything about it. You go on a beautiful girl's Instagram page and you don't have to smell her breath in the morning when she wakes up or hear her swearing when she stubs her toe or or see her ugly crying when she's upset about something you know that the human aspect is both the yin and the yang the good and the bad the imperfections are what make us human and have part of our human experience the good stuff and the bad and social media just cuts out all the bad so you look at somebody and you think that their life is perfect but man i'm telling you close down those apps for a bit only go on them once in a while probably stay off of facebook as much as you can if you have it that's what i do yeah and um
0: I only post nonsensical ramblings about nothing on Facebook. And I just people use are like, I "Are you insane?" I'm like, "Yes."
1: I just use it for the business pages. Really, I post yeah. a couple things here and there, but I'm not very active on it. I'm very selective with what I share, just because I don't. Yeah. People, if you need to know me, come and hang out. You know, send me a text message, call me on the phone. You know, I try not to post on social media every day. On Twitter, I kind of run my mouth, but uh, but even then, it's sometimes I'll go days without using it. You know, like. I just feel like we become consumed by this thing that, like, if there was a sudden EMP from the sun, it wouldn't exist anymore. You know?
0: Yeah, a lot of people, if the internet just went out one day, a lot of people would lose their, like, sense of being, basically. Yeah, and it's fucked up. What they perceive as their reality would basically cease to exist. Like, if you imagine you were just like, if you yeah, if you're like somebody that's just so, like, extremely online. And yeah, like, you're like an influencer. You're ba- yeah, like, you're like an influencer. One and of those, basically, like, Twitter
1: or TikTok comedians or whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I saw a thing about a TikTok guy. And I'm going to ask you if you think this joke makes sense. So this TikToker, he's, he's like some dude in the military. And he posted a TikTok where he said a Holocaust joke. And now he's in trouble. Well my my problem with it is that the joke doesn't even make sense, okay? So he, this is the joke. Uh, it's like, what is a Jew's least or what is a Jew's favorite Pokemon? I don't know. Ash. So exactly. here's the number thing. Ash isn't a Pokemon, and number one, it wouldn't be the favorite Pokemon. It'd be their least favorite Pokemon, but Ash still isn't even a Pokemon. So when you're shitty, what is going on? Holocaust joke. It doesn't even make that's sense. That's
1: not even. That's not even. you wouldn't even. I wouldn't even call that. that what it?
0: I mean, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's dumb. I mean, but that's, anyways, so this is a fucking lieutenant. He's like 20, and he's a lieutenant in the U.S. And military. He's on, TikTok, and he's on TikTok. On the U.S. And military. And then also after saying that joke, he's like, "If you're offended, you're a pussy." And now like everybody's like, "What? This dude's in the military? What?" Yeah. And now people are realizing like that. Yeah. People, was, oh, there's a whole subculture of like military TikToks, and it's like, yeah, this is what your military is doing. The, and
1: here's the other thing too. uh I'm going to say again, use, use social media as a tool, maybe as like a little treat every once in a while, uh, keep it real on social media and don't overshare. There are too many people that are going on the internet doing willy nilly shit and not thinking about it and then doing something like that, which firstly, he's purposely trying to be racist to upset people, which is the stupidest thing. He's personally trying to make
0: an edgy joke, but his edgy joke doesn't even make sense. His edgy
1: joke is dumb because he doesn't know anything about Pokemon. Yeah. Stupid. What are you, <laughs> f- where'd you live under a rock? Which parents, no wonder he's in the U.S. military. His parents never got him Pokemon yeah. heart gold or something when he Dude was Dude never went to math class. God damn. I don't even know, man. That's such, that's, not only is it so shitty that he's going on there trying to be racist to rile people up and be a piece of shit. Yeah. But then he makes a joke that doesn't even make sense. At minimum, you could call it slightly mm-hmm. racist, but like it doesn't make sense if you know anything about yeah. anything. But I mean, just what a piece of shit. And stop going on and doing all this stuff. Like people, I I keep trying to tell people, you know, the Facebook, people go and post things on Facebook and they argue with people on Facebook. And you know that your friends can see when you're doing that. Like I can Mm -hmm. see when people are running their mouth on like some KW buyer sold thing where they're just trying to like (laughs) argue with some dude for no reason when you're not even going to buy the air conditioner that he's selling or whatever. And I'm like, all of you people don't realize that I can see this. This is not, it. I don't know. Social media is a very, very weird thing. I have multiple times in the past 10 years taken long breaks from it and and I always feel better after I do. Again, I think you should limit your time to it. I think you should be careful about what you're posting. I think you should be nice and kind as much as you can. Uh, and also, you should stop taking it so seriously because a lot of it isn't real. Yeah, you know, people put songs out on SoundCloud and then buy five thousand plays, and so you go to somebody's account and you think, how is this guy have have five thousand three plays?
0: plays when he only has three plays?
1: Yeah, and then you look at your song and you only have twenty or you only have two hundred plays on it, and you're like, oh, how is it that this guy got it? He bought it. He bought or it. time, is-
0: or you can have like one of those fucking clowns like. Fuck Jerry or whatever Where it's like oh, th- this guy has like a fucking million likes on this Instagram joke. And it's like, turns out it's like a joke that somebody made on Twitter like four years ago that he just scoured yeah, he just the internet scoured for, the internet and probably- stole it. Again, and then and
1: all of this stuff, like you have to really be thoughtful and careful yeah. about all of it because there's so much that's like not real, misrepresented. You go on people's accounts and they're showing you the best possible version of themselves and the best possible version of their life. And most people now just face tune the shit out of their faces anyway. Anyways. Yeah. So you see people and they look always look yeah. perfect, always look good, they always know yeah. little You can
0: make Joe Rogan a woman.
1: Yeah. You can go on face app and put your app on other people's man and once deep faking gets a little bit more regular, there's going to be so much look, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, be vigilant. Well, have you smart, seen like people on Instagram
0: that are putting they're, they're doing their own deep fakes of using the face app shit and like yeah. It's like whatever, and then people are like, Oh, well, you're giving your information away. It's like you gave your information away the first day you bought a fucking Apple phone and took a selfie, you fucking idiot. Yeah. So y- you can't again. Worry just you gotta about just that. be
1: smart about it, you gotta be thoughtful. You gotta again, like if you're gonna treat it as an extension of yourself, then yeah. maybe you don't want to be such a flagrant asshole yeah. all the if time. If you're on
0: social media, if you're using modern technology, your shit's most likely taken, anyways. Yeah, just don't be an idiot posting about it you know and also people that are actually going to do malicious stuff with that information that's how they're going to get it
1: yeah or also you know the way that you act will reflect onto you uh, and also you know Mm. not everything is what it seems you just Mm got to go into it with like the Thinking about it logically, I think people have become so complacent to social media that they just like, oh, I don't remember a time when there wasn't. But I remember the, a time when there yeah. wasn't social media. And younger people who are 20 now, they won't. They won't remember a time when there wasn't social media. And You don't need social media. I mean, sure, it helps connect people and do whatever, but it also can do serious damage to people's mental health. And it can also put you in a lot of bad spots if you go online and share all the stuff that you're doing and act flagrant online and do all this stuff. I mean, it's just, there's soon there will be a change in the way that it's used, I'm sure. But I'm just saying everybody who's listening out there, look at the social network, look Mm -hmm. at all the dark and twisted and insensitive and weirdness that's there that continued on all of these things are companies all of these people are just the the bottom line is staying cool and getting your money and all these influencers that they pay are people that that they are not the way that they seem it's all fucking it's a it's a a dog and pony show and but it has real world implications if you're not handling yourself correctly and it's just so complicated there's going to be
0: horses on this. Yeah. It's um, wild. Yeah, so that's social media social media but so having said that uh follow us on (laughs) social media (laughs)
1: having said that give us a follow on on uh on instagram and twitter uh my my uh my account on uh instagram is at p-a-l-m-r-e-a-d-r uh i'm oh shit i forgot to say uh two days from now i'm dropping the artwork and the title and the first single off of my new palm reader album so you can see it there on on that, or you can see it on Twitter. My Twitter is at plmrdr. Uh, that's where I mostly post stuff. So if you want to get in touch with me, that's the easiest place to go. Uh, so yeah, check out uh, my album stuff that's dropping on Friday. I'm really excited about it. It's um, best stuff that I've ever made. I'm having a lot of fun. Can't wait to share it with all you. And uh, and yeah, feel free to say happy thirty first birthday because I'm old as shit.
0: Yeah, thirty one. That's a good Rob Zombie movie. You want to drop yours or yeah? Uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Otis Morris. Uh, listen to my other podcast, Otis Morris Hates Himself. Uh, just dropped a new episode about Operation Wrath of God. And if you want to learn how to become an assassin and a trained spy, you can learn that. It's probably Content-wise, probably my favorite episode ever. Um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff about guns and explosions and how to kill people, and it's fantastic. So listen to that. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Um, happy birthday, dude.
1: Thank you. Uh, I guess that's pretty... Well, I guess we should figure out what we want to do next week. Did we decide? No, I don't think we did.
0: I thought we were going to do Jurassic Park because I thought that's what you wanted to do for your birthday. So...
1: Uh, I mean, I'm kinda glad we didn't do it today because of the uh general debauchery of the weekend. I'm still kind of recovering.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um, so I don't know. What do maybe next week? Do you wanna do Interstellar next week? Is that is, Interstellar? Do... Sure. Or we can do
0: Dunkirk. Or Dunkirk. You wanna do Dunkirk? Sure. Let's do Dunkirk then.
1: Okay. Next week we're gonna talk about Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk.
0: Yeah, that's a good movie.
1: All right. All right. All right. Well, remember, always, uh Keep it, keep it good, and remember to activate, initiate, and proliferate. Yep. Bird protocol.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Peace out.